everybody. Welcome to This Week in Startups on Thursday. Molly, I'm back at it. I'm meeting founders early. Yes. And I'm so excited. Today, I have a founder and CEO who is making an AI-powered search engine that converts any food recipe into a vegan alternative and tells you, you know, how to do that. AI, we're wondering what are the usage uses, what we found out with this great founder. And she is from India. I asked her a bunch of questions about entrepreneurship in India, and I got a huge lesson. And this is really what This Week in Startups is about. You get to meet an entrepreneur, you get to learn, you get to be inspired. I came out of this interview, she's ready to go to India and meet 10 more Indian entrepreneurs. Really, really excited that we're bringing a lot of early stage interviews back to This Week in Startups. Absolutely love it. And this is an ongoing thing, by the way. I've got one in the can that is similarly Mm. global and fascinating, and we're just going to keep on doing it because Mm. This Week in Startups. However, Mm. we also Uh Uh like to dive into This Week in Streaming, Uh and we We (laughs) became briefly main characters on Film Twitter for one day. Uh-huh. Uh, you, me, and Sorry. Lon Harris. Mostly you. Mostly me. So we're going to read some of our feedback. And mean Tweets edition. We're doing, shout out to Jimmy Kimmel. We're doing Mean Tweets. We are doing Mean Tweets. Cal edition. We're stealing the it. Film. A tiny, tiny bit. But we but, also were inspired mm. to step out of our comfort zones mm-hmm. and watch some of the movies from the very list that kicked off all this kerfuffle. Yes. So A.O. Scott's movie about. list. We watched Neptune Frost. Frost. Mm-hmm. And we will give our unvarnished take on this number two list on A.O. Scott's top 10 movies. And I, for the first time, will demand a rating from Molly and Lon with no eights. You will be shocked at the results as well. I will read my first uh, movie review in a decade. I used to write movie reviews. It's my first in a decade. And I will read it live on the air. And you will determine who is the better movie critic, me or A.O. Scott. It's really going to be quite an amazing show, friends. Uh, I will also talk about the DC uh, Universe uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we as well. DC with Universe new Wonder Woman, Batman, yeah, all that kind of good stuff. We do a little casting because clearly we're just taking over the whole industry now. Absolutely. Our, mat- <laughs> our opinion matters most to us. It's going to be a great show. Stick with us. This Week in Startups is brought to you by Embroker. The Embroker Startup Insurance Program helps startups secure the most important types of insurance at a lower cost and with less hassle. Save up to 20% off traditional insurance today at Embroker.com slash twist. While you're there, get an extra 10% off using offer code twist. LinkedIn Jobs. A business is only as strong as its people and every hire matters. Go to linkedin.com slash twist to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And Squarespace. Turn your idea into a new website. Go to squarespace.com slash twist for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use offer code twist to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Today on the program... We have a seed stage startup from India, and it's called Eat Kind. The founder's name is Nitha Avlaki. Uh, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for having me here. So uh, we've been looking for interesting startups. We look all over the world, and our producers found you. And we thought, wow, what a great idea. Tell everybody, what is Eat Kind? Eat Kind helps anyone who is looking to eat plant-based or vegan food convert any recipe in the world into vegan. 
So our search and discovery engine takes in a recipe name or a recipe URL from any recipe website uh, uh, that you ask it to veganize and scans the ingredients and lets you know what you can use as uh, swaps for all the animal-based ingredients in a recipe. So this is done location-specific. So if you're using this in the US, you will be provided with options, products that you can buy in your possibly local store or online uh, from American products that are available to you there. And so currently, we are in three markets. Uh, US and India is what we launched with. And a few months later, we also did UK. So if you're trying this from UK or Europe, you will see products that are available uh, uh, in UK. And so would, would I be correct in thinking if a recipe called for in one culture, butter, in another culture, ghee, in another culture, olive oil, maybe people's preferences would be different. It'll take that into account. Absolutely. So this is part of our... Um, our own language training for our engine to understand the different names that are used in recipes and ingredients. So, for example, uh, the example that you provided was ghee. Uh, ghee is also known as clarified butter. So, the recipe could be calling it either. So, depending on who the creator of the recipe would use different terms for this. Uh, but while, while you're you, looking at the recipe from US, you will see key options that you can actually buy in the US, which you probably did not know existed. So, and in India, it, it would show some of the local players uh, here that make vegan key. Yeah, I mean, you could have uh, creme fraiche in uh, France, or you might have sour cream in the US, depending on the palate. And then of course, now there are tons of vegan or vegetarian options for all of those. So, you know, what always works Absolutely. great is when a founder shows their product here on this week in startups. So, would you mind giving me a quick demo in the audience? So we're at eatkind.co. So this has so for people who want to uh, visit it right now, eatkind.co, no M, right, dot co. Dot co, right. So we have a simple search box on the page. So this is just one single search box where you can go type out what you feel like eating today. So it could be something like uh, a lasagna, for example. Oh, you got me at lasagna. I love lasagna. There it is, L-A-S-A-G-N-A, -A -A, yeah. So it's looking for ingredients, and then here yeah, we go. so we can click on the Martha Stewart recipe. So when you look for a lasagna recipe, it shows up popular recipes from around the world, and these are not specifically um, uh, vegan recipes. So now what this has done is that it's taken, it's passed the Martha Stewart recipe, detected what ingredients are possibly uh, animal-based and recommended products to you um, in the U.S. that you can find as a replacement for these ingredients. And so uh, if, you, if it's a meat lasagna, obviously, you got plenty of different choices that you might be able to swap out that are in the meat category, uh, you know, some of the mock meat companies like Beyond sausage or beyond meats etc right there's so many different right. brands and then obviously with cheese okay that's vegetarian but not vegan and so you're going to need some cheese uh and there's tons of that available obviously parmesan cheese we have we keep some vegan parmesan cheese in the house yeah so 
how this works, um, for example, if I try this in India, and we do not have too many mock meat uh, suppliers. So if you if you had to look for replacements for Parmesan, um, you would be given options of possibly nutritional yeast that you can use as a replacement because um, there aren't many manufacturers of uh, Parmesan, uh, which is vegan. Or, for example, ricotta cheese, it would, the engine would ask you to use um, tofu in place of a store-bought, you know, veganized ricotta cheese. So it, it tries to find the closest replacement for you based on where you are. Listen, I've been dealing with business insurance for three decades. I kid you not. Switching providers has always been a nightmare. Too expensive, takes too much time, and and often doesn't guarantee you're going to get any better coverage. But now you can make switching radically simple with Embroker. Embroker is the perfect destination for industry-tailored commercial insurance. It's business insurance specifically for startups. Yes, you're listening to This Week in Startups. That's why they're here. That's why we're here. Embroker's single application will help your startup get four quotes for four lines of coverage in but 15 minutes. They match you with expert brokers for unmatched service that goes well beyond your policy. And listen, Embroker is so amazing. I use it. Again, it's just like a testimonial here. I use it. I love it. My team loves it. Makes life easy. Try Embroker today with the code TWIST and you get 10% off their startup package. Embroker.com slash twist. Embroker, E-M-B-R-O-K-E-R.com slash twist. And use that promo code twist for 10% off. We love the product. Thanks for supporting us for so many years here at This Week in Startups. Now, there are, is the reason that you're able to do this semantically so quickly across so many different categories? I noticed it pulled a lot of different recipes. I remember five or 10 years ago, I think there was some sort of tagging or CSS HTML project where when you build a recipe on the web, it knows ingredients, it knows steps, and you actually write the code so that Google knows how to organize them. It, it, I don't know what that's called, that standard, yeah, so but there's a web yeah. standard for recipes, is there not? Right. So this is called either a schema or structured data. So Google provides a guide on what different types of structured data exist for the search engine to understand. Um, so the other examples of structured data uh, could be a carousel, a list. So any listicle would be structured as, as a list and a recipe is structured as a recipe. So it's, it's divided into uh, what is the description of the recipe? What are the, what are the instruction steps and what are the ingredients? And it can go further down into what are the components and the ingredients, which is what is the quantity, what is the unit, and what is the ingredient name, and uh, so on. But our understanding of ingredients comes more from understanding a ton of open um, uh, products, product lists that are there. So we have to scrape thousands and thousands of products to understand how they are exactly tagged. So when I say products, this is usually what you buy at grocery stores. And we had to scan these to understand how the ingredients are named so that we could get a deeper understanding of what goes into the cooking and not just the structure of the recipe. Right. So for people who haven't seen this before, I'll just pull up very quickly. Uh, Google, in order to make search work better, has documented right. a bunch of different uh, structured data set. So here is the code and how you write a recipe how to item list. 
And so when you're writing your code, um, you would say, hey, these are items, hey, these are steps. And then that gives Google the ability to index them, which is why when you go to Google and you see recipes, they're done so well. And here is actually the code, how it is written. But this same um, structured data, I assume doesn't exist for all products out there. And it's a little bit harder. So you had to do that work yourself. Right. So uh, it does exist for product. So ah. we had to scrape like several um, sort of marketplaces or e-commerce places where products Got are it. sold and uh, see how they are tagged. So if you had to buy a milk product, how is a milk tagged versus condensed milk and evaporated milk in different countries? So this is how we uh, train our engine to learn about uh, ingredients because ingredients are nothing but products that you buy in stores. Right. So... What is the business model here? Clearly, we understand the need for this. Uh, the number of people who are becoming vegan or vegetarian grows each year. I think the bigger trend, correct me if I'm wrong, is people who are going to maybe eating a lot less meat. So maybe people are trying to right, have two or three vegan, and I don't know what that's called. Flexitarian. Oh, flexitarian? I like that. You're right. Yeah. Um, so I have heard that term. So yeah, I guess flexitarians are just trying to maybe not eat meat seven days a week, maybe get it down to two days a week, three days a week, which is great for people's health, I, I understand, and obviously good for sustainability on the planet. So how do you think you're going to make money from this? Is this something consumers will pay for? You put in an app, you get a subscription, you think? Or do you think you make money from it from affiliate fees? That's always tough for advertising. What's your what's your uh, revenue plan here as a startup? You rightly pointed out our big market is the flexitarian market. Uh, and this is an ever-growing um, uh, market of people who are wanting to reduce their meat and dairy consumption. And our goal is to not currently, this could be looked at as a very cool AI tool that can, you know, uh, veganize meals at the snap of a uh, uh, you know, like the click of a button. Um, but going forward, our goal is to get more people to actually go buy these ingredients and cook a meal. So we will definitely be looking at um, having a subscription model for uh, users who want to, in the future, uh, create a meal planner that uh, uh, helps them meet their personal goals of eating less meat and less less dairy, and and also stick to the uh, cuisine and diet that are, that they are familiar with already, and not navigate away from it. Um, so I think one of that is one of the biggest challenges that flexitarians um, have is that they do not have enough knowledge about the plant based sector or the world like vegans do. And they want more options in general. And they probably do not want to cook differently, especially if they're cooking at home for their entire family. So we're looking at mostly a subscription-based model. But also, um, we want to fulfill um, um, the goal by making it easy for users to add to cart and check out these ingredients as well when they're looking Got at it. veganizing so you could the have, recipe. I guess in the United States, Amazon's whole food product or Amazon's, or you could have multiple Absolutely. when you click on some, you know, mock meat, you could have or tofu or something or, or some mock spread or cheese. Uh, you could have links to other ones. You could, you could monetize that on the margins. It's not really great revenue for a startup. It's really uh, not Absolutely. so pretty. Yeah, it's not yeah, so that expensive. Can't be the, 
main cap, uh, no. business model uh, for us. But we would definitely do this if if it meets convenience for our users, for our end users. Yeah. What I love about your subscription idea is if it's a subscription product, you, oh boy, you know if people are getting value from it because if they don't, they unsubscribe. So it's one of the great things about the subscription business model is you get that feedback as a founder and you really your team and, and you are going to have to work really hard to provide enough value. Obviously, this is on the web to start. I guess you're going to move to a mobile app. That would be a great place to get subscriptions. Uh, do people in India, are they mainly on Android? Uh, on a percentage basis, and then do they subscribe regularly to apps? Is subscribing to apps something that you see as a as a, um, po- a popular thing to do in India? I'm, I'm, you could educate me a little bit on the market there. Um, uh, yes, Android is a is a big platform uh, in India, and um, Indian consumers subscribing to apps is not has not taken off like it has in the Western markets yet. Um, um, so even if it did, it would be mostly in the entertainment, uh, businesses like, uh, Netflix type. So we have our own Indian versions of it to watch TV shows and movies or could be, uh, stories. Um, so I believe the market is getting hot in that space in India, but, um, it so it hasn't happened yet, but that's that's right. an opportunity. My understanding is like iPhone's like five percent of the market there. I would assume iPhone is the the top percent of the market. I, the people who have maybe the most money to spend, so those might be the best market to go after. So what do you Absolutely. do as a founder? Do you go after iPhone for five percent, which might be fifty percent of the subscription revenue, or do you go for the ninety five percent Android? What are you thinking? How do you make that decision? So for each kind itself in the and the flexitarian market, uh, the big markets are in the US and Europe, and that's what I will be uh, targeting. And Smart. US yeah. is mostly iPhone, and uh, Europe is a mix, but also like my iPhone is big, so that iPhone is not something that I can ignore. Um, well, Tammy, coming to the tech aspects of this, right? We're no more looking at um, developing two separate code bases uh, uh, to support multiple platforms. So we will be looking at you know a single code base and and packaging them as apps on on both the platforms. If people don't know this in the United States, everybody assumes Android is still in the lead here, but it's actually fifty five percent. So. Right now, every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. Your runway might be a little tighter right now, right? And fundraising, certainly that's a little bit harder. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the most qualified candidates available. That's why you have to use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then you add the, your job to LinkedIn and you get that purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. That spreads the word that you're hiring. So your network sees the purple ring. What a great innovation over at LinkedIn Jobs. We love all the easy to use tools that LinkedIn gives us. That's where we do our hiring, uh, like screening questions. Screening questions, they, they filter out the non-serious candidate. And uh, it's really that simple. LinkedIn is where the most qualified people are. And that's where you're going to find your next great hire, just like I do. And so go find amazing, talented candidates today. And you'll understand immediately when you get to LinkedIn jobs, why they are rated number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to. And they help you do it faster. Post your job for free. That's right for free linkedin.com slash twist. That's linkedin.com slash twist to post your job for free terms and conditions apply because they're giving you something for free.
What's it like as a founder in India in terms of trying to understand and conquer the US market while you're based in India? I assume you get this great arbitrage. My understanding is a great developer in India might cost how much a year? Uh, tell me what a great iOS engineer might cost. Okay, I'll, I'll need to convert, but um, would probably cost about um, 60,000 um, US. Uh, U- U.S. dollars uh, per annum. Which would um, be half to a third. 67. In the U.S., you would expect to pay 120 to 150. So y- you can, that's a significant arbitrage. You could have two iOS engineers for every one in the U.S. Absolutely, right. But um, EatKind is currently hiring globally. Our, our developers are in Indonesia, Ukraine, India, so, wow. well, since it's a 100% remote con- country, I also want to leverage the talent worldwide. Also, where I live, uh, which is Bangalore, India, is also a startup hub. And hi- hiring talent is expensive, even um, if it's, you know, India standards. It's, it's expensive to do uh, in India. So, hiring globally helps because there could be a lot of mission-aligned developers would want to work for a startup like Eatkind. So um, that broadens my search uh, so for talent. Yeah, absolutely. And that's interesting to hear. Even in India, you're raising money there and then thinking, hey, maybe Bangalore or some other places might even be more affordable than India. Uh, engineers, obviously, in India have been coveted for a long time. So uh, you might be able to do even better in Eastern Europe, uh, et cetera. Tell me about raising money for a startup in India. I know why Combinator has aggressively tried to court, uh, especially when they were doing remote entrepreneurs in India. Is Y Combinator a bit of a force there? Are you seeing American angel investors or American venture investors dabbling in the Indian market today? Or are you hire or are you raising money from angels who are local? Good question. So um currently Eat Kind is bootstrapped. I'm in the middle of closing an angel and family and friends around. And uh, my investors are both based out of the U.S. and India, and I've incorporated in the U.S. Okay, um, Delaware secret, got it. Yes. Looking at the future, it, it does seem like um, American investors understand the space more um, and the market. So it's, it's a little difficult to explain uh, the flexitarian or the plant-based uh, sector to the Indian market or to investors based out of uh, India. And I think the primary reason is because uh, India is already mostly vegetarian. Right. Um, uh, so it could seem a little alien that now some, some people would need help. Uh, in in veganizing specific meals, yeah, if you've, and if you've been eating of, vegan for generations or vegetarian for generations, you don't need this tool. If you're an yeah, American absolutely. who's eaten meat and potatoes your whole life, or you're from Ireland like me, or whatever, you're Irish. Yeah, you you, you might need to start to think about well, how do I replace eggs in some, you know some bread or cake I'm making? You know, how do I replace butter? And what's not going to ruin uh, the taste when you raise money? What are the valuations like in India? Are the valuations different? So for uh, friends and family around here in the US, typically two, three, four million dollars would be the valuation. Is it the same in India? Uh, Or do you have lower valuations because the market, um, the the cost basis is lower for running a business there? I think 
um, this year is slightly different from the previous year, last year, and and, uh, Indian startup valuations were as crazy as the Silicon Valley um, uh, startups. And currently, I'm raising family and friends around at a $1 million uh, valuation because um, I do not want to get into the problem of high valuations with this um, um, economic um, circumstances. Yeah. So a million dollars, you dilute 10%, you get enough money if you're frugal to go for a year or maybe even 18 months and figure out product market fit. And then uh, how do you, as uh, somebody based in India, uh, understand the US market? Do you need to hire folks? Just like I have no idea how to build a startup in India. People always ask me to invest in Indian startups. And I'm like, I really don't understand the culture. You're from India. I don't know if you spent time here. How do you as a founder start to understand the US consumer? What's your process? Yeah, so um, for me personally, I've been I've traveled to the US a lot with my previous work as well. I've built um, uh, products for US based companies. So I've traveled to the Silicon Valley a lot. So I understand a lot about uh, the US culture as well as the plant based market there. Um, spent a lot of time at Blue Bottle with Oatly uh, coffee and. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got the Oatly. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know. If, you know Kamat's <laughs> not very happy about that. I guess you listen to All In sometimes. And, right. uh, only by default. At, yeah, but, uh, but that's, but, but, but that, that's sort of the default that's available in most coffee uh, shops in the US, right? So, um, culturally, I'm a little aware. I do keep traveling to the US, but as we grow, um, if we need anything that's customer facing, uh, uh, like customer support will have to, uh, be hired in the US. Uh, for the tech part of it, uh, I can hire anywhere around the globe. When you look internally in India, what are the startups uh, that Indian entrepreneurs uh, and domestically uh, that people are going after? Is it video games? Is it productivity software? Where is the excitement uh, in terms of the entrepreneurial community, in terms of new ideas and and things that are being built and funded there? Is it e-commerce? Is it on demand? What are people building? Yes, so I think there is a um, sort of a spike in regional language content in India um, uh, with um, so India is not a huge homogeneous market like the US um, uh, we have different cultures subcultures lots of different languages so um, the upcoming products um, um, uh, what is tagged as the next half billion are a regional language content um, uh, that Indian uh, consumers are currently consuming, paying for. And that's where a lot of startups are innovating and VC money is going into as well. So you've got a billion people. I believe that's Who'll around speak the number. English, right, yeah. Uh, but then you have people, I guess, Hindi, Bengali, and Absolutely. Punjabi. I, I mean, I meet all my friends. They tell me these, I, but there's 20 more. And these are all distinct, unique cultures into themselves that do they, would they all use the same apps or do they need to have different apps? Would the app need to be almost regionalized for that different group, those different groups? Yeah, every app in India built for the Indian market needs to be regionalized. So they all need to uh, uh, support multiple languages 
uh, content in multiple uh, languages as well. It could be uh, movies or music or you know uh, audio books, whatever it may be. Uh, fascinating. I just started uh, watching a TV show. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is called Kota Factory, K-O-T-A Factory. It's become quite popular here in the U.S. Oh, as really? a, yeah, and it's, a, uh, I'm just, it, I saw it on Netflix and it was one of the highest rated shows. You know what I do is when I'm looking for a new TV show to watch, I look for a show that's like on the critics list and, and this one, Kota uh, Factory, I guess they've done two seasons of comedy, uh, but it's about people going um, to... I guess this region to do very well on their standardized exams. I was just curious if you had seen it or not, because it seems not to be getting very popular this here in the U.S. The, this is the first time I've heard of it. Okay, I'm not well, there it sure. Is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a Hindi TV show. If I think I'm that might not be right. Mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy the show? Oh, that's I'm, quite uh, I'm in rated. the first. I just finished the first episode when I was on the treadmill. I like to watch a TV show on the treadmill, and I I did enjoy it because I got to see. Uh, young people in India and the pressure they're under to oh, wow. perform on standardized tests. Uh, and right. it reminded me a bit of, you know, maybe not as much today. Standardized tests are not a big thing uh, here in the US as much. But when I was growing up, you know, in the 80s and 90s, standardized tests were probably peaking as like the most important thing in your life. And in this series, uh, for these young individuals, their entire lives are revolved around these. Is that uh, your experience in the educational system there, uh, the standardized testing. Tell us about it. We 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 don't know. So for the audience, explain the pressure you were under in whatever high school or uh, and getting into college and these standardized tests. What are they called and what's it like? I'm an exception, not a rule. My education has been and and the kind of pressure that I've had from my parents have been very different from a typical uh, Indi Indian student. But um, we do have what are called board exams. Uh, board exams is what a student takes around 10th grade, uh, which is uh, at age 15 and uh, 12th grade at, at age 17. And parents make it out to be that this is the greatest thing in your life. And everything depends on the marks or the grade. We call it marks here um, that you score in these uh, exams. And um, we have to study something like 13 different subjects uh, for a period of month or, or two that we'll have to give these final exams. So these are not really continuous grading. But I think now a lot of schools are moving to a continuous grade system. So there's less of pressure on the kids and kids also continuously study. And there are a lot of, in bigger cities, um, a lot of alternate forms of education. But um, uh, board exams and also entrance exams. So if you have to get into engineering or medical, so there are like different entrances that you'll have to take, which is called an entrance exam to get a, get a seat uh, into that. Um, and especially if if your uh, if you if your parents are not very privileged, they will not be able to pay for a seat. So it's very Got important, it. given how the competition is in, with 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 the US with the Indian population. Um, these are extremely competitive uh, uh, exams, and unless you're in the 99 percentile, you're not. You're likely to not get a seat in in a very good uh, university or a college. Curious how you're looked at 
as an entrepreneur and also as a female entrepreneur um are is entrepreneurship looked at as like a a really awesome thing for a young person to do in their 20s or is it looked at like you people are crazy and then even more specifically as a female founder how are you looked at in india by your peers by parents or your parents friends what do they say about you being an entrepreneur and starting your own company do they think you're crazy or do they think it's awesome mostly they think it's really really awesome they're very proud of what i do I started my uh, startup journey in 2008. This is my second startup. Back then when I joined, I I my my first job was with Honeywell. I quit Honeywell to join a startup which was angel funded at back then. And during 2008 people thought I was crazy to do that. Mm. Um that I would not work for a US based company or rather work for a small Indian based startup. But now the startup ecosystem is so big in India. and um probably the fourth biggest in the world where i come from bangalore so it's it's sort of flipped and reversed so if you if you're in bangalore india and if you're not working for a startup or if you're not an entrepreneur it seems strange just oh, really? like fantastic in, right yeah but when That's i started amazing. my career i did get counseled a lot Uh, by people telling me that you shouldn't be doing this you should look at career stability um mm. uh where you can settle uh but i always wanted to learn more um mm. which uh, and and i wouldn't find these opportunities in big corporates or organizations mm. uh but it, i'm happy to see that things have changed and also i notice this when i'm hiring interns that they're really excited to work for startups and right. they know that it's a huge learning opportunity for them so it's not about the money that they make, can make mm. but they are always so so when i ask them why you want to join eatkind or a startup they they always tell me that most of them tell me that they want they want to be an entrepreneur and start their own company so they want to learn how we work uh, within a startup and how we think about business model and other things even if they are interviewing for a role of a developer so well, i think that's that's Uh, really awesome. It is so great to have you on the program. Thank you for educating all of us on what's going on in India in the startup landscape. Continued success with eatkind.co. Everybody check it out. Uh Neetha, it's just it's been a pleasure. I wish you great success with it. And uh America and India, we have such a great relationship these two countries. So many of the entrepreneurs I invest in here are, are uh first or second generation uh from India and it's it's really amazing to see the entrepreneurial spirit it just uh to to be blossoming Absolutely. and growing there i think the the fact that uh so many of the the great technology companies here in the united states are now being uh led by, by indian right. ceos and management it just shows um you know how hard working and innovative and that entrepreneurial spirit in india and it you know even for us americans we we are super impressed and so we expect great things from you and i hope maybe in a year uh you can come back on the program and tell us how you're doing everybody check out ekind.co absolutely will will be a pleasure to it and thank you so much for having me jason My this pleasure. was amazing listen if you want to be an entrepreneur 
or start a side project, Squarespace is an amazing place for you to start. Squarespace is the platform where you can build or sell anything. You all know about it. I've talked about Squarespace forever, but there's so many great features that they've been adding year after year. That's why we use them here at launch for all our websites, remotedemoday.com. You can see one of our latest websites and here are some of the features that you need to know about because Squarespace has not only the tools to make a beautiful, well-designed site that's responsive on mobile and iPads, it also has e-commerce built in. And they do inventory management APIs, advanced analytics, in addition to those beautiful templates, plus they now have something called member areas. What are those? These let you generate revenue through exclusive members-only content. For example, you can sell a subscription to a cooking class or custom recipes or your photographs, whatever it is. If you can think of it, you can build it on Squarespace and you don't have to give 15% of your top line to those other platforms, which is really greedy. That's way too high of a take. They also have appointment scheduling now, so you can add online booking to your Squarespace website. Head to squarespace.com twist for a free trial. All of that in one simple platform. And when you're ready, you can use the offer code twist to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We love you, Squarespace. Thanks so much for being the longest running partner here at This Week in Startups. That means a lot to me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to This Week in Startups. Molly, it is Thursday. Therefore, mm -hmm. we have This Week in Streaming with Lon Harris. It has hey, been an eventful, eventful week for us. This is the <laughs> most eventful yes. week in the history of This Week in Streaming because for sure. last week, I uh, was a little offended, a little bit, by A.O. Scott, the um, famous movie critic, cinema critic, mm -hmm. at the New York Times for making a top 10 list of films, uh, the 10 best films of... Unbelievable. <laughs> Stay on strike? This is how trolly you are. I got this? a little... Oh, I've been sake. channeling my inner... S poster and oh, I said, listen, God. stay on strike. I'll if say. you're gonna leave Top Gun Maverick off your top ten list, AO Scott. Oh god. Yada yada. I went on a little terrible hard. influence. This is why everybody influence. hates us. This is why everybody hates us. Lon and I do not deserve this. <laughs> I'm so sorry to both of you. Oh my god. But I am I I was I might have had a beverage. I don't know. Oh, but I was very perturbed by this list. Some people away. might say triggered, but I'm not gonna apologize because um, I think it's an important discussion. As everybody knows, A.O. Scott named because this I, list the top 22, no, they're, the they're top 10 films the of 2022, ten not best his top 22, the 10 best films. Good, mm -hmm. one. And then I'm Molly saying will, it's the 10 best films, but it's every critic writes their 10 top 10 list. It's not like A.O. Scott is forcing his top 10 on everyone else. People wait all year no. to see what the critics' top ten lists are going to be. Critics give their own; they have their own awards <laughs> shows. It's a, it's okay. a, it's an established thing. Okay, all right. It's free, well, it's free speech, I, bro. Yeah, oh, well played. <laughs> it is free speech. Um, but the exclusion of Maverick from this list triggered me. <laughs> It's and not excluded. It's just not one of his 10, 10 best movies. Right, listen, that, I, it's enough of my opinion. It's enough Ugh. of your opinion. It's enough of Molly's opinion. It's now time. To see what the internet thought, Molly, please uh, tee this all up for oh, us. What God. <laughs> Jesus. They were not happy with you. No, the they were not happy. And it was amazing. And now we get to play a game that I don't think we've ever gotten to play on this game called Mean mm. Tweets, uh, which mm. we are stealing from TV. Greg F. wrote to Jimmy us. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, thanks. Um, I want advice on art and I want it from Bloodless Tech. 
bags. So this is honestly perfect for me. Oh, God, that's so great. This was incredible. It made me want to get T-shirts. And I want all of us to go on Disneyland yeah. cruise Bloodless wearing our T-shirts. S-bags. Bloodless and tech He's referring S-bags. to me. He's referring to you, not Molly. Not anymore. Now it's in plural. We do not oh, deserve this. I apologize. A lot of people definitely <laughs> responded to this without watching. Because if you watch the video from the very beginning, We're like, I'm very clearly like, Jason, you're completely wrong. <laughs> Correct. This, this is great. Movies are terrific. Everyone should watch movies. I'm, I'm, I make it very clear from the beginning. So there were a lot of people who sent me stuff that made it clear that they didn't watch what I was saying in the of video. Just they assumed didn't. I agreed with you based on the thumbnail. Because it's Twitter. So of course they didn't right. because so like, it's Twitter. Yeah. A lot of these responses are including all of us or some of us in, exactly. in this when yes. they really just mean Jason. Which is why, Lon, <laughs> we're also getting the t-shirts that say Bloodless yes. Tech S-Bags. I because I'm sorry, that is a great t-shirt. Bag. Yeah. Okay. Really good okay. t-shirt. All right. Should I read this one of myself? Oh, yeah, this That's is amazing. Scott Tobias. He's a, a notable film yes, notable. critic. Yeah. AV Club. Like, I, I read Scott Tobias. <laughs> Who wrote? Okay. This is psycho <laughs> behavior. <laughs> Have you considered that he loves a bunch of films you haven't seen? That's exactly what happened. And to which J.K. responded. I need to reply. Put the drink down. <laughs> Have you, capitalized, considered that Top Gun Maver- Maverick is the best American film in a decade? Mm. Which, I'll be, I'll <laughs> to be clear, I mean, that is pure trolling. Scott had considered as a film critic. I know that. I know who he is. I've read his work. <laughs> I appreciate his work. But to be clear, this is a pure act of trolling now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Everything going forward. Uh, yes, we understand. Yes. Everything going forward is pure trolling. If people don't get that, that's totally fine. But I am leaning into this. I am literally in this tweet to break down the trolling here. I'm telling him that he hasn't considered Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And he's a film critic. Yeah. <laughs> he's so proud. He's so proud of this. I am, what are I we am, doing I am, here, This is my time this is, to this be This is Jason walking into poster. the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences carrying a sink. This is, this this is, is his, this, this is, is a let that moment. sink in. This oh. is yeah, a let, let that sink, sink in, in moment. Have <laughs> you considered wow. Top Gun Maverick? Okay, yeah. continue, please. This is amazing. This is amazing. Every personality is on display right now in our Zoom, too, because Lon is like, Lon is just like straight up go for it all in on Twitter. I'm yes. like, I'm too good for the fray. And, you know, which out. is my own issue. And yeah. then Jake Cal's <laughs> just like troll, 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 This is the chaos corner of Twitter rings. in which I hang out all day. Like these are I'm my sorry. people on Twitter. So I'm going to do a public apology. This is a world's colliding moment for me where people are like, what are like?" These are a lot of people who know me only from Honest Trailers that don't even know I'm on This Week at Stars. So they're like, what yes. are you doing on this show with these tech Idiots. bags? <laughs> we, take our, we, take, we take our reputations in our hand every day, Alon. Oh we gosh. just go I, uh, out on the limb. Wait, what it's was that? It's almost like, says Drew McQueenie, it's almost like the person whose job it is to watch as many movies as possible has broader taste than the tech dink doofus who clearly has zero interest in film. Go figure. Okay, Drew McQueenie, another very notable voice yes. in film criticism. He was Moriarty on Ain't It Cool News, if you remember going back yeah. that far. Oh, dang. Dang. Yeah, I know Moriarty. Of course, I've read that, That's Tech Moriarty. Dink oh. Doofus. I love it. <laughs> I love it. This is fantastic. Doofus. Tech Dink Doofus. That's a, that's a good um, construction. I mean, Tech Dink Doofus. It has writers, alliteration. You know? mm-hmm. It's a these good... Pro- yeah, basically, I, I basically well came at professional writers yeah. with a hot take. Uh-huh. That makes zero sense 
in their world. And then <laughs> I, mean, I doubled it. And it's just it, it's a it's the worst take possible. It's not a great yeah. take. It's yeah. the it's the worst take possible in their world. And so and I doubled and tripled down on it just yeah. for comedic effect. Just quintupled uh, even really. None of these none of these matter at the end of the day until we got this tweet. GDT. The man, my the guy, man one himself. of my favorite directors of all. I mean, GDT responded. Guillermo, Guillermo, so Guillermo cool. del Toro. Uh, That's yeah, I mean, Oscar how far winning, this went. We Oscar, Oscar winning winner, actor, <laughs> director, director, yeah. director, director, director. I'm sorry, director. Oder, of water, Devil's mm. Backbone, Pacific Rim, <sighs> Crimson Peak. Oh, oh, so Top many great films. are not all pageants. They, at best, declare versions of cinema that express mm. self, and they don't close a door. They open ten. I think mm. that's the that's the key point. It, it, this list doesn't mean you're not allowed to enjoy Top Gun mm -hmm. Maverick or it's not okay. a great movie and it didn't do what it needed to do. It's just saying here are 10 films that for A.O. Scott were significant this year that he would like to share with his readership. I think that's mm -hmm. the spirit in which to take. And this yet list. our troll friend was unbowed. Unbowed. You know, listen, you're going to fight with, uh, with literally. <laughs> Wrote back to Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Bro, did you even see Top yeah. Gun Maverick? Do you even lift? The, the nicest, kindest, most generous soul. Just a genuinely great a guy. A mensch. A mensch. A you can tell because he didn't call you like a, a bloodless tech dink bag. Yeah, after no, not, you not responded. here to insult anybody. He's a, he's a, a true artist. And he just, he, he wants to share these films, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jake yes. Hell don't care. Did don't you care. see Top Gun? Yeah. I loved Hellboy. I just want to say I love the Hellboy. He did the Hellboy stuff, was, right? I like, I like his Hellboy too. films as well. I love the Hellboy stuff. And did it make he, your top ten? Pan's Labyrinth. Jason wants to know. That was incredible. Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Amazing. Labyrinth is fantastic. Have you seen? Have you seen The Devil's Backbone? That's You're just a great looking up his movies right now, aren't you? I am because I'm looking through them because I just I've always loved them. When I it's one of the few directors that when I see his name. I go see the film. I don't care I what agree. it's about. Uh, Should we? I, I know it's going to be interesting. Shape of Water, I love. Tell me about ones. that Devil's Backbone, please. Devil's Backbone is uh, it's set during the uh, Spanish Civil War, and it's at an orphanage where a bunch of like you know like children orphaned by the war, or whatever, are living. And it's really like a kind of a coming of age drama set among these kids at this orphanage. But it's also a ghost story. They start seeing mm. a the ghost of a boy. Oh, can't wait in this orphanage property and investigating. You know how did this boy die and. Uh, and so it becomes like a ghost story, kind of a suspense horror film, but it's really mainly about these kids and and this uh, orphanage where they're staying. F fantastic. I mean, uh, I enjoy uh, Pacific Rim. Film. I enjoy Pacific Rim. He's people were like, going crazy about Pacific Loved Rim, it. right? That did that split the critics, and people thought that was a little out of his wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, it was not. It was not one of his most beloved films. The first one did did pretty well, and and mm -hmm. has a big cult following. It was followed by he did not direct the sequel. The sequel wow. was not very the well. Received. I didn't even it's know nice there was a sequel. If I'm it's yeah, not Pacific good. Rim Uprising. It, it Michael B. Jordan's in it. It's not as good. Okay, okay, I'll, and I'll good. just say, The Shape of Water to me oh, is, no, is like John Boyega, who's in Pacific The Shape of Water to me. Wow, you know, just. Poetic, and Nightmare Alley was great too. It's John Boyega who's in uh, Pacific Rim, right? Good opening scene in Pacific okay. Rim too. So and then after that, it. it's all downhill. Um, but he said, he, "I told him, like, listen, make a top ten list." He says he doesn't want to do that. Or he 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 does. What, what was his quote? 
Well, I, I, I only that, do you know, top tens under pressure. Because I told I think, him I buy the Blu-ray of every single one in his top ten, and I don't own a Blu-ray player, so I will support those directors. I think that's. I think it's because of this. Like the the the, the uh, com- we all have this hyper competitive instinct. I mean, the Oscars you see it come out too. Those are meant mm. to be celebrating movies, but it becomes this like cutthroat like that doesn't deserve it this way like we're yes. seeing it right now with everything everywhere all at once a, a delightful movie that is yeah. now it, it's causing all of these debates and arguments is it worthy of best picture should michelle yo get it instead of the, should they have nominated stephanie sue instead of jamie lee curtis and it's like these are supposed to be celebrations of movies that highlight great things to watch not which one's the better film top gun maverick or you can't it, or it's a no win which is it, the better it, one it, for use exactly it's a top no gun maverick win situation the other one I haven't seen the other one yet. Everything, okay. everywhere, all at once. Which is, uh, I mean, which should win I, best I picture? Both. I don't. I, I no, mean, no, no, no. This is how voted. I am. This is how I am. <laughs> <laughs> I like trashy action movies. Okay. Then you're not to put trashy in front of it. I, just I, I, like, I like Maverick but a little better like. than yes, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. But having said that, I would love to see that movie get its flowers, mainly for Michelle Yeoh, who's been amazing in movies yes. for decades. She's incredible. And has never okay. been in that category of, of A-list actresses who's mm-hmm. given her own projects and get award consideration and she's been amazing for forever so i'd love to see her win i recommend people see everything everywhere all at oh, once i, I think the movie i, I recommend just, it it's on my yeah. recommended mm-hmm. list i enjoyed it very much and it she's is, she's fantastic and hey kwan the 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 guy who played short round and had disappeared for years and is now supporting actor in this is wonderful in it fantastic also i would love to love in that film making these lists and making and issuing awards has always been a no-win game it is a kobayashi maru but okay. never more than in the age of Star social Trek. media where everyone's all of a sudden got an equal opinion. And like the, the desire to be enraged mm. at Jason is what actually really astonished me about this. Like enraged, like yeah. it literally does not matter in the slightest. It should not matter to AO Scott. It should no. matter, not matter no. to any filmmaker. And I mean, I say this with all due respect. Why do people give a shit what Jake Cal says about your top He's 10 wrong. list? I can Who tell cares? you. Why. I can tell you why. I can tell you why this is so contentious. There is so little at stake. Yeah. That's why we're doubling down on this and we're oh, going no, to no. watch every single film I'm on AO Scott's top list. That's great. That's great. Yeah, and today, because this. I am open minded to him having a top 10 list, I am offended that the New York Times calls it the best movies of 2022. We took the one list. that Molly was most interested in seeing. And that I was most interested in seeing, which is a cyberpunk sci-fi mm-hmm. film, something that is in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, of his top 10 list, this the one two? that would appeal most to me, just given genre. I like indie films. I like sci-fi. I love indie sci-fi. Uh, I love cyberpunk. Oh, it's, it's right in my wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. let's get to it. Molly, you watched Neptune. Frost. Yep. I watched it, it last is. night. So it is I. described so as a I. science fiction romantic musical. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Saul Williams, who's a rapper and, and a poet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a musical. I, mean, I think he does beats as well. Like a music musician, poet, spoken mm-hmm. word artist, rapper, a lot of those kinds of things. Alongside and- Anicia Uzeman. It is uh, the synopsis. It's, an, it's a very like hard plot to describe. And it takes a lot of. Uh, I think you could. I think you could get. I mean, there, you know, you takes, can do it. It right? takes it's, a while to sort of reveal. Like, may what's I also going just on. say before we yeah. get into the film that the creators of the film, and um, we'll pull up the tweets, also jumped in oh, on yeah. an, 
They they are, you don't know this, Molly, the director and creator of the films. What? They are also in now on the A.O. Scott controversy and Jake yeah, I'm dunking on it. I saw Saul Williams engaged. Now this is gonna, whatever we say right now, I'm warning you, Molly, when we clip it, we are going to at mention them and they will see this. So I just, fair warning to everybody. Well, good, because I watched it and I liked it. I thought you, it was okay, terrific. You liked it. So. Please, terrific for us okay. creators. It's please terrific. Feel free to okay, watch hold this on. video. I'm Let, fine let's with it. just, I want, uh, let's go Molly first. You described okay. it. Finish describing well, I'll it. I'll finish and describing give it, it. Yes, please so finish it, describing it. It does take a while to understand effectively like what the plot is. So you have this, the synopsis from the internet is probably the best way to go. A group of escaped miners, they mine this metal element called coltan, which is a big mm -hmm. part of consumer electronics. Uh, forms an anti-colonialist computer hacker collective in the hilltops of Burundi. They soon attempt a takeover of the authoritarian regime that's exploiting the region's natural resources and its people. It is astound. It's like astoundingly visual. It's completely create. It's just an act of pure creativity. The entire movie. I found all the languages actually delightful. Because it was really, it was like really fun to try to figure out when they'd switch and sometimes they'd be in French and I just am kind of like a linguist and I liked that. And it is sort of also this like beautiful love story. And then, you know, I'm there, you know, I'm here for the like anti-consumerist message that's basically yeah. like you don't even care. You sit there with your iPhones and your internet and your Google and you have no interest <laughs> in the people who suffer and die for this, uh, you know, okay. on the continent. Lot, and what you're saying is, it touched on a lot of important themes, mm -hmm. if I may summarize. Mm -hmm. It was very visual and artistic. It was mesmerizing. You cannot okay, go away. Mesmerizing, yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and also a little confusing came up in all the reviews I read because I went yeah. and I said, what, what do the other critics think? And some, of, and some of them were derogatory in how confusing it was. Other ones felt it was superficial. And then other people thought it was God's gift to the world. This is a very polarizing film, correct, Lon? I would say somewhat. I mean, I think like most established critics were like on the pro side. If you look at Rotten Tomatoes, this is like in the 80, 80% hugely positive range. reviews. Like, I yeah. Think, yeah, I think most critics are on board. I would say for general audiences, like, look, this is, I think nobody's arguing this is a tougher nut to crack than like a Top Gun Maverick. It's experimental. It's taking big chances with, with narrative choices. Like it's not a clear through line kind of story. Uh, and a lot of the, the dialogue is very sort of poetic, very sort of esoteric, kind of, mm -hmm. kind of thoughtful. And I think that, uh, you know, it, it that could be a little alienating to a mainstream audience. But I think if you 96% and even 75% on the audience score is very good for a movie that's this challenging. So I, think, I wouldn't say it's divisive. Well, I think and it's early people... days. It's early days on the ratings. My prediction is those yeah. numbers will come down because when you have an art house hit like this, a a Sundance circuit. I know it was a, uh, I think it was it, a can. Yeah, it was, was a can. A, yeah. But these independent a... films do extraordinary with critics and then they tend to do much worse. It's not, I mean, I as you're saying, this Lon, is a movie that's ever going to reach, you know, individuals, stream yes. uh, American audience. Yeah, they would, they would, I will say, I will speak for mainstream American audiences. They will hate it. But a percentage will, if you're open minded, will I like don't it. I think that's true. It turns I think if out. If you give it 30, okay. 40 minutes, you're going to be in okay. for the most part. Right. If you're an open minded person who's open to these kinds of thoughtful experiments. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that is the key. Now, Molly, if you rate it on a scale of one to 10, where do you want to no lights? I am not. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to be very, this is, you're going to be, uh, I think you might be surprised. Did you seriously Molly, say no eights? 
No eights. You can do Why half points. Why can't you do eights? What's the matter because with eights? Because that's the coward's score. <laughs> Anybody who wants to give a rating and they don't want to take a position does eight because you can't, it, it's not saying I love it. Nines means you love it. Seven mm -hmm. means you appreciate it, but it's not a nine. So I'll let you do a mm. half point, but I will not let an eight on this program for movie ratings of these AO wow. scots. So right. please play along because I know okay. you're going eight. I, I was going to go. I was definitely going to go eight because it's, oh, I'm not calling you a coward here. It's the safe rating. It's the safe rating. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to insult anybody. So you go eight. Nobody feels bad about an eight. Yeah. But you know, if you give it a seven, that might make people feel bad. And you know, you can't give it a nine. Give me your rating. Seven and a half. Okay. Lon? I'm a nine. I might be a 9.5, honestly. Okay. Wow. You're, you're deranged, awesome. but okay. Uh, but that's exactly right. It's, it's a no, beautiful. It's beautiful. The, by the end of this movie, Lon like, gets it, art. Lon is more of an artistic okay. human. Exactly. Than exactly. A gradual start. Like for it's the first 15, okay. 20 minutes, you got to kind of give you, you got to meet the filmmakers halfway. You got to be do. like, okay, I'm investing Very generous my, of you. You got to get my attention. But by the time you get to the halfway point, when the musical sort of okay. sequences start to okay. kick in, when some of these fantasy sequences start to kick in, when he meets the wheel man, and there's a lot of sort of like neon black light, like weird effects and stuff, it gets very cool. And I thought it was really fascinating. By the last half hour, it, I, it's okay. it is mesmerizing. It, it is, is mesmerizing. Yes. Okay. Molly represents the mass audience. She gives it seven and a half. Lon, you represent the critics' corner. You give it a nine. Completely I, accurate. Yeah. We actually mirror Rotten Tomatoes directly. Very, very close. Directly. Okay. Yeah. I Direct, mean, this, this feels like exactly the kind of movie mm -hmm. I want to hear a guy like A.O. Scott recommend. Yeah. It's something thoughtful I probably okay. wouldn't have gotten to see on my own. But yeah. now that I read about it and hear about it, I think it's great. <laughs> now here okay. comes Jake. Now let's, There's no let's red get... flags to be had here. Everybody oh like this. Everybody I'm, 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 your... I'm tensed up. Delighted. Everybody's very tense. He's making <laughs> his delighted face, and that always makes me a little yeah. nervous. Like, I, what's listen, he so I, happy about? I enjoy being able to I am show a fan my of independent in cinema. I am also a fan that you don't know this. I am actually a fan of experimental cinema. So let's just take a pause. I knew oh. this. Okay. All right. She, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Lay it on us. Okay. Neptune, Frost. This is Jake Howe's review. I haven't edited this yet. This is. From immediately after watching it last night. A Neptune Frost is a cyberpunk experimental film mm -hmm. that drifts into a musical, or perhaps better said, TikTok length music videos. The story is incomprehensible, much, heck, maybe most, of the time, with dialogue yeah. that switches from poetic to pretentious. Incredibly creative, with costumes, visuals, and ambient music and sounds that feel like Burning Man and cyberpunk installation I've seen at raves. It makes no sense while hitting on important themes. Having little plot, but after a slow start, will pull in most viewers. Could have gone more music and been a rock opera like Tommy or The Wall, or an indie cyberpunk indie film. But that was not the Artur's direction. Happy they made the film. I am happy they got the recognition. And while it might be the greatest experimental film of the year, mm. it is not a top 10 film of the oh, year for oh. me. For you. For, for you. me. For you. Yep. Good ad. It Good is ad. a hypnotic, trippy cyberpunk with 90s graphics that mm. I found delightfully intriguing. There you go. I, oh my God, look at you. 
I'm a writer. That's okay, a great, so that's a great review. You are I think a writer. If I were going to write a review, that's exactly what I would have said. I think that's, that's I think lovely. that's right, just about True. right on. I, yeah. I mean, I don't agree. I don't think it's that incomprehensible. I think for a while it's a little confusing, and that by the that by the halfway point, once the once the sort of main characters that we're watching. Metalusa and uh, yes. Neptune. Once they've sort of met up with the others at the camp, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. give any spoilers, please. Mm-hmm. We want I mean, people I think to see this. On, it, it follows a pretty, pretty followable rise and fall. It's like this collective comes I together. Want... They've got these elaborate plans, but then the, the people are onto them, and there's an infiltrator. There's a story. There's a beat of spoilers, but there is a story. I want to commend the filmmakers. I want to congratulate the filmmakers. This is a true piece of art. I think six or seven Americans will turn it off after 20 minutes. I think the three or four who don't and who practice some patience and sit in their movie theater with their phones turned off, I think of those, let's say, I think seven of 10 Americans, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about just mainstream Americans, 10 out of 10 will love Maverick. Seven out of 10 will turn this film off, regrettably, after 30 minutes because it will move too slow and be too confusing for them. For the seven, and then the three who make it through will do that. For the seven, of those seven, if they stick it out, I think another three will like it. So I think six mm-hmm. out of ten Americans would actually like this film. Which means mm-hmm. the filmmakers could have done a better job in editing, oh, or could have got no. better advice it's, in the beginning. It, it's I think not their job they should It's not their job. Their okay. vision to meet people who are closed-minded about movies halfway. Is this their first film? Is it their first film? I believe it is. I believe okay. it is. But so I, I, this I, is a first film, like many first films, Lon. The filmmakers need to get better at editing and tighten it up and maybe work a little on dialogue <laughs> or plot. It's not a perfect film. Well, but it is a film worth seeing. It is a film worth your consideration. There you go. I think that's I think that's a good yeah. that's a that's it's a not good number note. two. But For me. Our, the goal of like an artist is not a hundred percent. Right, uh, 100% of approval, to make a you know? statement and then it's you can meet challenge. them there and enjoy it and get something out of it or not. And, and and look, if there are people out there who they watch 15 minutes of this and it's too much for them and they're, they don't get it and they don't want to turn it off. Fine. It's not for right, them. That's, that's, mm. that's up to you. That's mm. not a statement on the movie I, or you as a person. Not everything is for everybody. I think that's the luxury of art. I actually think that is the luxury and difference. And that is why there is such a phrase as mainstream because mainstream yeah. is separate from right here's what i'll say experimental and but from I, I think this high is art. i think i think this is exactly why these kinds of, of lists exist because none also, of the like, three of us would have probably watched this if it wasn't i want to state yeah, I, I just also would like to state that my review having read ao scott's review after reading mine i wrote a better review that's it <laughs> so to A.O. Scott I had to get that in there I am a better writer and critic I'm saying it right now you can call me tech ding doofus whatever you want I will 100% of Americans reading my review or A.O. Scott's take our names off of it will prefer my review I'm gonna be in the comments calling you a tech ding doofus you can you can I'm a better film critic Coming oh out of the God. gate. Thank <laughs> you. Wow. Decades of experience. Don't engage. Thousands of films. <laughs> don't engage. Oh, what's what's there this? We go. I see here. What's this? Another tweet? What's this no, one? Same no, that's tweet. true. We same saw tweet. it. We saw it. Who's this tech dink doofus again? That's just Nick. Nick Trollman. I wanted to hear the filmmakers, and I would like to. This is going to be crazy. I heard some writer from the Austin Chronicle who was very critical of me, not just you both, but me. Okay. Did he actually watch the. Conversation? I, I don't know. Just very. I well, shouldn't listen. have even been in the video with you. They should listen to our conversation, and <laughs> then they should listen to this conversation. 
Okay, well, Ron, you should thank you for this. coming on here and putting your reputation at risk week after week. <laughs> we appreciate you, bro. Um, Not really. Okay, I'm just going to let people know that I am fans, fans of these filmmakers, and I think they have great potential. They did this as a Kickstarter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and shot in 27 days. And like I want did, to know, applaud. It's epic scale. The, the, yes. They get a lot. There's a lot visually going on I in am what's deceptively a simple kind of story. From a cinematic troll, I would like to say, I am in awe of what they created in such a short period of time. And I don't know the budget, but I, I don't think this is a more than a million dollars because it oh, certainly doesn't. Much less, no. This, this looks like 250K. I mean, they, yeah. they made art and it was compelling enough with graphics that were done, obviously, without <laughs> industrial light magic. I mean, these are graphics done on a laptop, obviously. And, and they, but they, they made you want to keep watching when you got past 34 minutes. Here's what <laughs> I want to see. I want to see them get a budget. I want to see somebody give these auteurs a button. And I cannot wait to see their second or third film when they have a budget. And perhaps if it is their want, they catch the audience with something exciting to latch onto in the first 20 minutes in the way Lucas, Spielberg, Scorsese, just any of the other mainstream filmmakers do, uh, Tom Cruise, you know, whoever. I want to see what they can do with a budget and if they capture audiences early. The, if they, they go auteur for their careers, obviously that's that's for them. Great. You know, my but son they and could I talk do about something awesome. My son and I talk about this all the time. Okay. The first album. My son's yeah. gotten really into rap. No, no, no. The first album is always the best. Because nope. the first album is the least produced. Okay. And the most authentic. And as they go throughout time, they get more and more produced and you start to get like more auto tune and more layers in the background. Like they don't have to. I think, I think this is sometimes In fact, lo-fi, sometimes it's not always true. Yeah, and, like so, and they're, they're definitely you may be right. Like they, 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 they sort of okay, their take my larger point becomes like Lon, the, the Lon, mission Lon, statement, Lon, like Kendrick Lon, or Jay Z. Lon, don't get pedantic on me here. Take my larger point. Okay, okay. My larger right. point is that these guys don't have to do that. Right, right. Lo-fi is a musical style, or, or I'm sorry, a movie making style that's very specific, and they had a small budget. Like they don't yeah. have. To they, they could they, they don't could have do to become label sellouts mixtapes exactly uh, yeah, yes does this apply does Molly's point apply to filmmakers lawn I I was always of the thinking that the sequel so, um, often the second of the sequels is is better than the original Terminator two coming to mind Empire Strikes Back coming to mind uh, for some of these sits but I know that's not always but let me ask it another way like for a director and and I think Molly your point is. Some people like the rawness and then other people like the polish, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay, really I get more it. like there's a breakthrough period. I, I don't okay. think it's usually first. First films are usually seen just like, as you said, as, as sort of, uh, you know, getting your feet, sort of mm -hmm. making your sort of statement. And then it's the second, third, fourth films that become the, the breakthrough. I, I think like Wes Anderson would be a good example. Like Bottle Rocket, the first movie, everybody was like, who's this kid? He, this is funny. What's Bottle this Rocket. weird thing? Everybody like but then Rushmore and Royal Tenenbaums were the second and third film. They really right. cemented, this is a Wes Anderson film. Tarantino, and I, same thing. Reservoir Dogs. Pulp Fiction. Huge breakthrough. Who is this guy? This is incredible. But it's Pulp Fiction, the second mm -hmm. film that became the bedrock. This is what a Quentin Tarantino what film What do you like better, Pulp Fiction or Reservoir, Molly? Right, rate them. 
Which Pulp one? Fiction. You have to watch it tonight. Which one would you want to yeah, watch? I'd watch Pulp Fiction. But I mean, and then okay. to think about Tarantino as a guy who really kind of even built, like, I think, you know, maybe Django, Inglorious Bastards, maybe mm-hmm. his best movie. Like, he only mm-hmm. got sort of better with it's, age uh, in some uh, ways. It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for right. me. Right. Like, I so, think he's one of yeah. those guys that. You're going improved. all the way to produce. Well, I, well, I know. I say. Too. Yeah, I got to think I about mean, my rankings. Uh, okay, now let's do. If you give me the whole, Budapest, those if you're giving me the whole thing to choose from. Then yes, yeah, I would no, actually. I'm just, this is a very interesting experiment. Uh, mm-hmm. Now let's do. Have you and seen Bottle Jackie Rock? Brown? Was his follow up? I have Pulp seen Bottle Rocket. Yeah. Maybe his okay. best one. Overall. And you've also seen Rushmore and uh, Tannenbaum's. I take it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me your ranking, Molly. Then Lana wants yours. Yeah, one, two, three is the order. Now give me the ranking, Molly Wood's ranking of those films. God, it's been a really long time since I saw Rushmore. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to put that third because I can't remember it very well. And then oh, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to actually go Bottle Rocket, Tenenbaums, Rushmore. One, three, two. Go ahead, Lon. I'll, I'll give you the correct uh, ranking after Lon. my favorite. I go Rushmore, Tenenbaums, yeah. Bottle Rocket. Because Bottle Rocket, like a, it's a fun comedy, close. but it really like his style kind of got solidified yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lon, it came close. The correct order is <laughs> two, one, three, like the oh, area okay. code in Los Angeles. Okay. Very I think that her P.T. Anderson's got an amazing his first okay, well, movie. Do that. Let's do that. His well, first movie was Hard Eight with Philip Baker Hall and John C. Riley, which is great. Right. Kind of a kind of a minor key a character study. His second film ever was Boogie Nights. Imagine going from Hard Eight immediately into Boogie Nights. This this epic scale, like ten like, times like, better, a hundred times better. What a what a leap for your for your. I mean, I like Hard Eight a lot, but that that leap. What's is the third, fourth, and fifth? Then? Get, pull it up on IMDb. Let's get that going. Uh, third, fourth, and fifth. Was it? I think Punch Drunk Love was the. Fo- oh no, Magnolia was the follow up to uh, Boogie Nights. I, I rewatched it recently oh, on I your loved recommendation. Magnolia. And Magnolia stands up. I mean, he just went on to do. I mean, after they're all bangers after Boogie Nights because then four, Punch five, Drunk six. Love. Then okay, it's the master. Good. Then the it's master there will be favorite. blood. My I mean, it favorite. just it just doesn't stop. Phantom Thread, Inherent Vice. They're all mm. great. They're they're all for me. Great. It's the master. There will be blood. There will be blood. And then Boogie Nights. Those are my three favorite. I, and I, every time I switch my one and two with yeah, him because I, if I if I it, see the master and then I see there will be blood, I go there will be blood. And when I see the master, it's I switch it nonstop. I mean, You're that's just that too guy. Are I, you a fan? I didn't love licorice Molly? pizza as much, but I haven't I like seen those too. Okay. I've seen right. Boogie Nights and Mag- and Magnolia, which I love. Uh, the master is, is one of the greatest pieces of cinema. <laughs> so, so top great. ten for me. All right, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, and Amy play. Adams is also and Amy Adams is uh, just best. on par. Yeah, they just didn't give her enough of a role. I was a little. She could have used more She's time, great. I think. She's great. There. It kind of ran out note, too, but Magnolia is like the return of Tom Cruise. Remember, he was just like gone for a while, all young and sweaty. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he showed back up in Magnolia, like looking yeah. well, people rugged forget and that like he can really bring hot. it if you give him the right character. And, and Frank T.J. Yeah. Mackey, one of his all time great, or, you know, creations, like Les Grossman in, in Tropic yes. Thunder. Like people don't remember Tom Cruise can do that until you give him a chance to do it. Yeah, they got it. He's got to become. Uh, you know, like a th- he's got to be in like more ensemble films as things I mean, listen, you don't I, expect. I love Ethan Hunt. If he wants to keep being Ethan Hunt, that's fine with me too. Oh, forever, but, uh, please and, be and Ethan Maverick, Hunt forever. You know, Pete Maverick Mitchell. These are great characters, but he can also play. He really can. Very different other notes if you throw him mm-hmm. a, a different kind of script. May I uh, make Vampire just a final stat? statement here? Uh, this is a message to Neptune Frost's filmmakers. I wish you great success. Thank you. That's great. Uh, if you do another, uh, uh GoFundMe, uh, Kickstarter rather, uh, I will be the first to put a non-insignificant donation and or investment this. in this film. 
I don't Fantastic. invest in films, but I will give a non-insignificant donation this slash investment. Wonderful I am news. a fan of the filmmakers. And to A.O. Scott, your list is terrible. Oh. I'm a better writer. But thank you for introducing me to, if you had made this list, A.O. Scott's best films of the year. I thank you. There you go. What are what's what's our next pick? By the way, what where Amazing. are we going? Next? I know. What are we going to watch next? I will say, Mr. Bachman and his class is currently streaming on movie, which I I just I recently see signed up for most movie. of them. Tar. Oh, I loved Tar. Let's Tar is the other one I wrote Tar. down too. Okay. Well, also, it's isn't Tar also of the moment in terms of cancel culture, etc. I mean, it, it, there's more to it than that. There's one big scene. <laughs> yes. that is about her, which I saw, kind of bickering about woke culture with a student at Juilliard. So yes. that is there, and 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 it is kind of a story of of a cancellation in in some ways. But there's a lot more. That's oversimplifying. But it's Tilda. It, um, it's Kate Blanchett. Kate oh, Blanchett sorry, Kate plays Blanchett. a world class composer and conductor. I'm there like, for her, like a a legendary the conductor mm. of the Berlin Orchestra, right, who's like a legendary conductor. And it is about this mm. this pivotal moment in her life and career where there's scandals and controversies, but it's also about her personal life and what she's going through. And it sort of takes it from a lot of different levels. Kate Blanchett, absolutely incredible. Uh, a fantastic script, great cinematography, a, a, really, we wrap, a really terrific as we wrap, movie. As we wrap, as we wrap, can we get your commentary, Lon, on what has happened in the DC universe? Just, oh my just, goodness. We, we, uh, Molly and I will step back. It makes total, I think, I mean, we basically, we're starting to get the first real indications of what new DC Studios heads, uh, Peter Safford and James Gunn, are planning. And from what it sounds like <laughs> so far, it is a <clears throat> page one reset but we we don't have final confirmation about everything yet but we already knew that wonder woman 3 looks like it's done gal gadot looks like she's done being our wonder woman we already knew that now they seem to confirm henry cavill is done being superman james gunn is now at work on a script about a young clark kent that's going to reboot the character and we're going to get a younger clark kent who's already it's not smallville he's already superman but we're starting out at the beginning of his Superman career when he's still like a cub reporter at the uh, Daily Planet. So it'll be a reboot on Superman, new actor. We don't have final word, but it, it's starting to sound like once we're done with the current, you know, they've got a few banked movies. They've got this Flash movie with Ezra Miller. They've got Aquaman 2 with Jason Momoa. They've got Shazam 2 with Zachary Levi. They've got this Blue Beetle film that was going to be for HBO Max, but they're now putting in theaters. Once that's done by 2023, early 2024, mm. I think conventional wisdom is we're done with the entire Snyderverse lineup, all of those actors, and we're going to get a new DC universe in terms of the stars and, and rebooted version. Molly, who are you, what are you most disappointed at in this announcement? Um, oh, Wonder Woman, for sure. Yeah, me too. But also, okay. if they're going to can Cavill as Superman, can he come back to The Witcher? I'm just saying Inquiring Moms want to know. The, the Witcher. Now that <laughs> At least you didn't say another word. <laughs> <laughs> that is Moms is the first of the acronym. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, the the, word pause, is, the rumor is, there's no confirmation <laughs> on any of this, but the rumor is that Cavill wanted out of The Witcher for reasons not Moms related. Love Henry. Oh sure, mom's is that, is that, I mean, is that like a divorce? Moms look at him as like second husband material, or second boyfriend, like boyfriend. Oh, no, I'm material? pretty sure this is a pan mom. I, I think, think this, this is all moms, this is all moms, moms and, and, and a lot of men too. And I would a lot say, of men are, too. Yeah, oh, like, hello, let's be clear. A, a sex symbol among among a lot of different people. I would a say. lot of different. 
He has well, got appeal. Because he's, he's also, he's got, you know, he's got the traditional, like he's a big, you know, good looking, handsome, traditional looking guy, but he's also a huge nerd. Super like he loves nerd. Warhammer and collecting action figures and oh, video games. And so funny. I think that's a lot of appeal for a lot of people out there too. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like to be like a good, a cool guy to hang out with in addition to being a hunter. <laughs> it's totally happening. We're just, we are just off the rails right now. Just off we are the rails. Oh, sorry, Lex Lon. I will just say Thanks, I am intrigued by the Superman pitch. And I think we said go young yeah. with the with the Smart. reboot and get the Gen Zs, the yeah. millennials I mean, and the Gen Zs on board. If they get a 25-year-old Superman to go with Robert Patterson, that thing's going to be explosive. Saying. It's not for us. It's for the... The twenty-year-old, the, the internet the next wants audience, Austin yeah. Butler. The internet wants who? Elvis star Austin Butler, who was just oh, Elvis mm-hmm. in Baz Luhrmann's Elvis movie this year, is getting a lot of Oscar buzz. But a, a, a very good-looking guy. Good a lot call. of people are like, and he's going to be Fade Rautha in Dune Two. By the way, great he's, hair. He's taking over for Sting. Sting's role in the second Dune movie. Look out for that. Great Ooh, hair. This kid's a hundred percent baby Superman. So they're saying this guy would be our Perfect. could be our our next uh, our next. And who Superman. are they saying would be the young Wonder Woman? I haven't I haven't seen a lot of speculation out I there think yet. It needs it to be that yesterday Wednesday, girl. when they announced Cavill's not coming back as Superman. Immediately, Twitter blew up with, mm. "Oh, it should be Austin Butler taking over." But no one cares about the lady, so no one who even bothered with Wonder be? Woman. God. I, it should no, be that, it it should be that girl from Wednesday. There's not another Wonder Woman project like hitting the ground running right yeah, now. We're, fair, we're sort of fair. waiting for I'm just being the snarky. Next, yeah. But no, you're mm. not wrong. You're not wrong. Sadly, no. That girl from Wednesday. That should be the next Wonder Woman. General She's Tegas. Tegas. She could do it, yeah. sure. Too young? Too small? I mean, it doesn't she have to be an Amazon? Gal Gadot was tiny when they remember everybody was like she's too skinny because we all knew her from the Fast and Furious movies. Her powers are she's a demigod. She doesn't need to like work out. She's supposed to be taller than Batman in the. I mean, yeah, traditionally Amazons are you know they're they're athletic. They're they're. Who was the woman from House of Dragon? The young Nega saying too right, Millie Alcock. Millie Alcock's the younger one. Emma Darcy's the older Renera. Rhaenyra? I kind of like Millie Alcock as a wild card. She's very young. She's I kind of like both. Young. If I'm being honest, I, either of those could work because they're both mm-hmm. just strong. I guess she's 22. That's not that's not that young. She could yeah. she could be a young. She Diana, could do this. Sure. Actually, I could see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it. If not, I want to see terrible. pictures of her when she's not um, in Game of Thrones to make mm-hmm. my decision in casting. Right. Well, they did. They they made her look a little younger so that it would yes, distinguish she looked like her a from Emma Darcy. She looked like she was 18, 17 years old in the thing. Yeah. Right. But okay, here we go. Thanks, Lon. We'll see you next week. And to A.O. Scott, I'm coming for your job. Okay. Oh, I'm a, I'm, read Scott, my review. Nothing take but some respect notes. for me, Scott. I'll call a lot to being clear. <laughs> I was like, like, I gotta get off like, this thing. I'm out. All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. This has been Thursday. Molly. Yeah. Uh, great great job on your movie. It's a great review. Great show is great this week. Great show's review. Great I got this that, week. I got Tahoe energy. I got you do. big Tahoe energy. Big ski vibes. I got out two days. Two hours a day, seven runs a day. I just warm myself up. I got a ton of work. I'm I'm doing launch fund four meetings, going very well. I got a lot of work. I got a lot of show to do, but I got a couple of runs and feeling great. It's the key. You got to do it. You need balance. Got to get on the fresh air. I feel good. Look Love at this guy going by. That's just I should know. be me. There he it's goes. So amazing. If I'm you want to see just the view turn from around, my open studio, the door and run right out, right? Like I, you, I could do that. Actually, that'd be hilarious. But um, yes, this is the ski run behind me, and uh, this is not a fake background. That's me. All right. Uh, great job everybody thanks to our producers who are running a tight ship suddenly very nicely done everybody i really like uh, i really like the production here good job we'll see you tomorrow bye-bye